morning fog loomed into Tampa Bay one Sunday on New Year's 2023. The Bucks were set to play the Panthers. It was going to be a nitty-gritty, low-scoring tide, but Mike Evans and Tom Brady were set full for revenge against the Carolina Panthers for past transgressions. Here we are, and the Bucks come out victorious and secure a playoff spot going into 2023 as a postseason team. That is the message we have for our Buck Bros today. Welcome back, guys. Uh, I want to welcome back my podcast fellow Buck Bros, Bryce, Zach, and John. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Brocasters. <laughs> Great to be back as repeating two-time NFC South champions. What a game. Um, finally got to see some offensive explosion from our favorite players, Mike Evans and Tom Brady, connecting on three. Count them, one, two, three tutties in that game. Mike goes for over 200 yards. Brady passes for over 400. And we vanquished the Carolina Kitties and Raymond James Stadium on the first day of 2023. Awesome, awesome game. Back in the playoffs. Can't wait. Yes, sir. Back in the playoffs. I want to say before we get into covering the game and stuff, just topic of the NFL right now. Uh, prayers out for uh, DeMar Hamlin uh, from the Bills. Uh, we hope for a swift recovery. Our thoughts are with you and your family and the entire Bills organization right now. Never like to see something like that happen. So hopefully you recover quick and uh, get back on the field. The Bucs are going to stay on the field, like we said, for the playoffs. And like you said, Bryce, Mike and Tom Brady came out to play three touchdowns. Zach, I want to bring you in because you asked for it in our last uh, pregame. Mike needed his 83 yards. He got them. And then some great to see Tom and Brady or Tom and uh, Mike clicking on all cylinders as we head to the postseason. Yeah, after that, that long touchdown, that initial one, it was like 67 or 63 yards. That put him over on that play. And there was the initial roar in the stadium of that touchdown. And then a few moments later, when people started counting the yards, there was another roar for him inside and outside of the stadium. So it was, uh, it was pretty great to see. He doesn't need the extra week. He's got it in a normal amount of games. Uh, it's just great. It's testament to him. He's just been so consistent over the years. Hopefully they don't have to play him next week. He can rest up a little bit. But, yeah, I was very happy for Mike. Just good to see him and Brady get back on track and reestablish that connection, too. It was a complete game for the first time all season uh, in what was clearly the best-looking game we've had in, in a long time. And, I mean, it, it's clear to say that where has that been all season? Why has Brady missed that open deep route to Mike Evans all season? Why did we lose – so quickly when one of those failed in other games, why did that turn into us falling apart? If one of those passes misses Evans' hands and goes down and we go four, you know, three and out and have to, to punt, do we lose that game? Did we get lucky that Evans was feeling it that day and got his hands around the ball? So 
I, while it was great to see, it makes me wonder where that's been all season. Obviously, we can dial it up. Why weren't we? Why did we let it get so close? Why did we wait 17 weeks to see this team win? Well, let's make no mistake about it that this was not like the best game. We were inept for the beginning. We came out super flat. Um, so I think it was just more of Tom having time to execute and you know, you know, Mike had one earlier in, in the earlier Carolina game where he dropped it. So I think it was more of just, yeah, you're right. It's been there and we just haven't executed at all. And this time we did execute on some plays. We're still not full tilt, you know, full steam ahead, but we were able to execute more often in this game than we've had been all season. Yeah, I agree, Ryan. I mean, the first quarter and a half, we definitely did not look good. Uh, the defense gave up a quick touchdown to start the game. Uh, offense moved the ball down the field and then subsequently fumbled by, you know, Chris Godwin to kind of get all the momentum right back to Carolina. Bunch of, you know, nothingness from the offense until we hit that big time play to Mike. I, I, we kind of talked about this on the previous podcast episode, but I think, Yes, Brady got some more time, but I think he also stood in the pocket a little longer this game to allow some of those deeper routes to develop, right? He wasn't necessarily looking to just check the ball down or, you know, get the ball out within two, two and a half seconds, right? He, he was standing in there, took some shots, but it paid off, right? And, you know, obviously he and Mike had their best game of the season. Um so hopefully that will continue, obviously, as we now prepare for the playoffs. Um, the defense looked pretty pretty good uh, outside of that first drive. Uh, they were pretty, well, well, let's say outside the first drive and then a few uh, passes from Sam Darnold. Uh, the one to DJ Moore was just right on the spot. I don't really know how, you know, Antoine Winfield's going to defend that any better, so um, but we were able to get pressure when we needed to, and then Anthony Nelson obviously came up with probably the play of the game, stripping Sam Darnold right by our goal line to give us that go-ahead touchdown that we absolutely need. I guess you could argue the game, the play of the game might be from Jake Camarda uh, scooping up that, <laughs> that low snap and somehow managing to get outside of the defender and punt the ball on the run. I know it didn't count, but crazy play. Uh, it, it worked out in our favor because we were able to re-punt execute and make sure that they had to go 90 some yards if they wanted to win the game, which they didn't obviously. But yeah, I mean, this was a game we had to win. We talked about it, you know, division was up, you know, this, this meant everything, all the marbles were on the table and we, we came out and we, we got them, you know, we, we did what we needed to do. That's what, you know, if we, if we aspire to be Super Bowl champions, which is every team's goal, these are games you have to win. And they did. So it was good to see that, you know, when they needed it, absolutely needed it. And they've been kind of doing that all season, right? When we absolutely need to score, somehow we're able to score. When we absolutely need to stop or a turnover, somehow we're able to stop and get a turnover. And then when we absolutely need to win a game, have to win this game, we did. So I will give the team credit. Um, when they have to step up, they've been stepping up this year. So that means we're going to lose this weekend to the Falcons, right? Because we don't have to. We don't, we don't have nothing going for us. It doesn't matter, so maybe. <laughs> you know what? Brady's never had a losing season. I think he's getting up for this game 
like it's like this is the winning you're in um but going into the playoffs you know john mentioned it when he was at the Bengals game how terrible the crowd was the energy for that game was electric and obviously it's circumstantial right i mean it's a big comeback win when Kamara had made that punt you'd have thought we just won the super bowl it didn't even count but i love that momentum knowing we're getting a home game in the first round and the home crowd was electric they've seen a win in their last game momentum's up i think it, it could bode really well for us going in to that first game whenever that occurs we'll see what happens yeah. with nfl scheduling but uh <laughs> It was it was a, a madhouse in there for that fourth quarter. It was just it was great. I, I will say it was beautiful to hear it. Uh, I was listening to the broadcast and being able to hear the crowd cheering for the team, being able to hear them yelling, you know, first down Tampa Bay. Like you could really get into it. It, it got you fired up at home, and that that's that was good. That that was a stark contrast to what I've seen earlier in the season. Um, it, that that was awesome. That that was probably one of my favorite parts. Just to go back real quick on Mike, he dropped a deep ball in the first drive of the game, like hit him, he said, in the chest. And he didn't let that get into his head like the last time we played Carolina. So I think Mike especially has got his head straight. I, I think it's 11 weeks they went without a touchdown to Mike Evans. Get three at once. He's overcome some adversity. Godwin fumbles early. Then he's just eating the rest of the game. The mental fortitude in this game, I was really impressed with. Guys struggled early, but the individual performances were really great late in that game. So I'm 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 really bullish coming off of that game. Yeah, it's gonna miss Mike Evans' face in the locker room. I know we What's mentioned that? it on, on last week on I, last week's episode. You know, Mike Evans' face behind Todd Bowles after the win. Did did wait? He was wearing a blue like, North Carolina jersey that Chris Godwin got him for Secret Santa, yeah, which I Mike, thought was Michael nice Jordan jersey. Yeah, yeah. Carolina blue after beating the Panthers, I thought was a nice touch. He was cheesing. Yeah, I, I thought. I think I texted the group when we were going through that play, but I think that one catch from Mike Evans, that one long bomb, instilled a lot of confidence, which is why we saw people have that mental fortitude of you know, being able to, again, execute plays that they haven't been able to execute. That that one play set a tone that has left me bullish in my belief because I think it's given them confidence to say, hey, yeah, we can do this. You know, we there's nothing wrong. We just need to be able to do it. So. We look dangerous. Yeah, exactly. And the I think everybody felt it. Yeah. Not that there are things that we can't still improve on. We still oh, got able to convert in the red zone. Uh, yeah. still can't run the ball a lot of things that are still needing we still need to improve on which I don't know if we'll improve with a game to go before the playoffs but yes you can look at this game and be like look we can put up 30 points you know we can score with the other elite offenses that we will eventually see in the playoffs we just have to execute you got to execute so so this brings up an interesting point for me because we do have this week 17 game against the Fal or week 18 game 17 against the Falcons, which we've all now realized it's not going to do anything for us in seeding for postseason. We're going to be the four seed no matter what. So with our ability to improve, as Bryce says, do you guys want to see starters start or do you guys want to see players sit and get healthy? I think it's a, 
cruel balance that coaches got to deal with. What would you guys prefer? Absolutely. I, I need to see the starters more because outside of Mike Evans and Tom Brady and that hookup that looked amazing, everyone else also looked good because you got to see some other pieces like Russell Gage and Rashad White, Chris Godwin, these other guys get involved this past weekend against the Panthers, which is going to open up Mike Evans, which is going to make him look better. And you have to have all of those pieces. And why would you stop them now? Why would we take a break now and risk coming out maybe flat or cold again against the against the Dallas Cowboys? This is a game where we absolutely need to play. I would like to see at least a half. Put up some numbers. Maybe we can figure out how to start fast. You know, if they come out and they start fast and they look good and we're, we're putting it on the Falcons, maybe you go to, you know, Kyle Trask or maybe you mix it down. But I'd love to see some some starters get in there. And for at least the first drive, I'd really like to see Ryan Jensen get on the field, get a few snaps under his belt, make sure he's comfortable now that he's back at practice and he's designated to return and see if maybe the line clears up a little bit there, too. But, yeah, I want to see the starters for a little bit. They cannot be cold. Yeah, I, I'm with you, John. I'd like to see most of the starters play at least the first half of this game. I think it depends, though, kind of what injuries they're dealing with, right? Like if Tristan Wirf's ankle really isn't feeling great and he needs a week for it to feel 100% by playoff time, no need to start worse, right? Or, you know, Vita Vea, if he needs another day, another game to go or week to get healthy to make sure his – I think it's, it's his ankle too, right? Um, you know, that's that's feeling better, rest him, right? But I agree, most of the starters should be on the field for at least a half. I, I'm envisioning this much like the Lions game in 2020 when Tom Brady played the first half. Now, again, we were, I think it was 37 nothing by the end of the half, so there was no reason to play Tom Brady after that. But that's what I'm envisioning is you get the starters for a half. If you have somewhat of a, a lead or a comfortable lead to take them out. I, honestly, I wouldn't even, to me, even if you're trailing, you know, they played a half. I, I guess maybe not trailing because you don't want their confidence to get shot. Like, oh, crap, we can't even beat the Falcons, right? <laughs> like, so hopefully we'll have a, a decent lead, one or two touchdowns, and if that's the case, take the starters out. Let uh, I'd like to see Trask play, you know, selfishly as a Gator fan, but – my guess is Gabbert will play, and then maybe tra I've heard tra Trask might dress for this game, his first time ever. So that would be cool. Um, but, yeah, that, that's my take. Yeah, the rest versus rust, you know, I think – I mean, my brain says you rest him because you've had injuries on both sides of the ball, and – I understand wanting to keep the juices going, but like Price said, there's a chance you look flat. And, and where'd the confidence go? Kind of a quit while you're ahead kind of thing. But um, I, I think they will play at least a half because of Brady and not wanting to have a, lose, like a, a losing record. I think that's really something that matters to him. He is all about legacy. And I think he'd love to say he never had a losing season in the NFL. Um, but I, if I had my brothers, I, I would sit just about everybody uh, maybe the one thing I would do is for the third quarter I'd have everyone go out there and play so maybe they could work on playing in the third quarter on offense because there's we just don't do anything in that quarter ever but overall I'd, I'd sit them I, I just the, the risk to me is too great you've got guys working off of big injuries uh, and, and I just don't want to lose anybody 
going in. I'd like to bottle what we had up, you know, on Sunday, put that on the shelf, pray it's the Eagles and their banged up team coming to town and then take that out. It is interesting to think that was probably our most explosive offensive performance of the year. So do you want to sit players to not feel like there's regression? I think the idealistic outcome would be like the Detroit game where you start them, you get a whopping lead that it's easy to sit them at half. So everybody feels good going into it, Um, but it's a double-edged sword, right? So I, I still think you need to play them. I think we've got too many issues to sort out and communications to uh, get down that that doesn't help when it's not in game time and game situations. So I think any in game situations you can expose them and get on the same page is better. I'm on that train. I'm three out of four plays. Sorry, Zach. I mean, I'll, I'll be on the Island of wanting to keep everyone upright. Yeah, that's fair. Well, hopefully they all stay upright. You know, hopefully we get stronger. It looks like, we're on the uptick we've been fooled a little bit before but this game seems a little bit different with like i said the explosiveness we look to the postseason and there's one of two options guys eagles or cowboys you mentioned the eagles are a little banged up right now we don't know i don't know if jalen hurts is he playing on week 18 do we know that i don't think so I think it's been he's sure. still limited yeah he and lane johnson's the big one right like, if they don't have Lane Johnson in time, yes, that's that's going to mean a lot for whoever gets to play them. That's true. Lane Johnson is a big uh, injury for them. So they are playing the Giants, who are also fighting for the sixth seed. I think no, the Giants are up. locked in. Yeah, they locked, they locked, locked that in. up last week. So the Giants are playing for nothing. The Eagles banged up, but the get the Eagles Giants. are playing for more than the Giants are playing. Yes. For. Yeah, and the Cowboys are playing, hoping the Eagles lose to win the the division, and hope. And I don't know if in their case they get the top seed above San Fran or Minnesota, but in any case, it's Eagles or Cowboys. You know, I, I think we mentioned it, but I'm gonna say for our kind of fantasy thing here that I think I'd rather face the Eagles with their banged up if they stay currently like they are. Um, otherwise, give me the Cowboys who choke all the time if Jalen Hurts plays. I want to play the Eagles in the playoffs. There's something to me that feels good about watching the Bucks beat the Eagles in the playoffs. There's a rich history of that for me, and so uh, that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, barring something crazy like the expansion of the playoffs this evening, which could then change the who we're playing as well because uh, the first-round team won't get a bye, but – um, yeah, no, I'd love to play the Eagles. That so I'm I'm gonna be rooting for the Giants uh, this weekend. Uh, I think either team is a good option because I, I Ryan mentioned it. Cowboys trash in the playoffs, uh, and we've had their number in the past couple years. Um, but the Eagles are definitely on paper. You'd, you'd rather face them banged up. Uh, maybe Jalen Hurts got some PTSD from his first time here in the playoffs and throw some terrible balls again. Um, Either one, I think, is not the worst option. I mean, the NFC is kind of wide open, like, if you really look at it. Like there's, outside of maybe the Niners, there's no team that looks like a, a complete football team, and the Niners don't have their quarterback, right? So it's, it's kind of just a, you know, a shit show on the NFC side. You know, the NFC has some real dogs, and we've kind of – it's an open contest, I think. So uh, 
I'm not really terribly afraid of any team on the NFC side, but of these two, I, I, I take the Eagles. But I, I, I look at the playoffs. I think maybe if the Packers got in, I'd be worried down the road. But I don't know. I, I kind of like the way things are shaping up overall on the NFC side. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of green, and I'm not sure if it's because I'm staring right into Zach's light the entire time I'm, you know, <laughs> doing this podcast, uh, or if it's the fact that I also would rather play the Eagles and the Cowboys. You know, both are really good teams. Um, yes, the Eagles are banged up. Uh, no Jalen Hurts, no Lane Johnson. They have some pretty significant injuries on the defensive side of the ball as well. Uh, the one thing that does scare me about the Eagles is they have the most sacks by far in the league. And I think we've seen um, this year that if we can't pass protect, we can't score. And that would be an issue. Um, not that Dallas isn't good at that either, right? Michael Parsons is a prolific elite uh, pass rusher, but they don't have the same amount of guys as the Eagles do, right? Um but when I think about what quarterback I'd rather face, uh, even if it's a healthy Jalen Hurts, but I doubt it is, it'd be probably a, you know, 75% Jalen Hurts versus a Dak Prescott. That's the one I think that, you know, if because I, I think we'll be able to stop the run by as much as like we did in the playoffs, because you'll have Vea, you'll have Hicks, you'll have Golston. We saw, you know, Carolina only rushed for 70 yards against us. And that was a team that was averaging almost 160 yards a game since they, uh, Steve Wilkes took over as you know head coach. So who's going to beat you, you know, in the air, right? Who's going to beat you passing when they need to convert on a third down. And I think Dak Prescott has shown he can do that where I don't know if I trust Jalen Hurts. He might beat you with his feet, but we have some pretty fast and athletic linebackers that can keep him contained and spy on him. So I personally think it's a, more favorable matchup to face the Eagles. Hopefully we're able to protect Brady long enough for our players and our elite athletes to get, you know, into space and do those developing deep routes. But so that, that would be my take. I'd rather see the Eagles versus the Cowboys, but the Cowboys are known to have some duds in the playoffs. So who knows? <laughs> it's That's just nice true. to be talking about playoffs as a certainty, right? Three years in a row. It's, we're not used to this. You got to enjoy it while it lasts. We don't know how long Brady and co are going to be here. There's speculation they're going to leave at the end of the season. So clock is ticking. I got you, Zach. Enjoy it while you can. You know what? I, I read something. I forget if it's during the realignments or, or if it's all Super Bowl era, but the Bucks and the Eagles are one of the most common appearances in playoffs for the NFC side. They've had five matchups over the course of their history, which is I think like six in the NFC side for most times teams have met in the playoff round. So this would be our sixth time, which would increase our, uh, our ranking on that particular board. So, yeah, I agree with John on that. Something about playing the Eagles in the playoffs just feels right. Just feels right. Right. It feels like old yeah. balls back. They should reopen the vet just so we can shut it down again. <laughs> I just think of Keyshawn every time. Set the vet down. No more vet. Who's yeah. the other little guy? Is that Corey, Corey Ivy? Webster? Corey, Corey Ivy. Ivy. Yeah. What a name. Nice. 
Yeah, Corey, that's all the OGs, the original O2. We're hoping to be like them as we press forward into the postseason. Like I said, one more game against the Falcons. We'll see if we start them or sit them. That's for the coaches to decide, but we'll be there along the way. And we're going to be gearing into overdrive as we head for the postseason. We're going to see who our opponent's going to be. We're going to have it all for you guys on the podcast. So make sure that you guys are keeping in and stay in tune. Uh, and we're going to step with you along the way as the Bucks try to ride their ship all the way to the Super Bowl uh, this year. We're going to sign off with that for you guys. We hope you guys have a great New Year. Get all your New Year's resolutions going in. And as we like to sign off, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Plus four and a half. Huh? <laughs> well, I said go Bucks. No, I didn't hear you. I heard Brace. Might have, I might have uh, said it loudly, more loudly than John simultaneously. He said it for both of them. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Just give me one, John. Give me one. Go Bucks. Thank you. Oh, yeah. No, the uh, the I was still reeling from you saying stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, your internet yeah, yeah. got choppy so sure for a minute said- there. <laughs> ah, damn it. Make sure you I look at the tuned. gallery. There you All go. three of us were cheesing at it. Yeah. <laughs>